You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Reese, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, long time no see. Or long time no listen if you're not a patron. If you're not a patron, you should be a patron. We've been, you know, slowing up due to a lot of the things that's that's been going on. Uh but do subscribe to the Patreon. Uh $5 access gets you the video podcast of the Outsiders and the NBA show. Uh all of that will be ramping up soon, hopefully. Um the $20 tier gets you a free hoodie. Uh, we should have a new hoodie coming soon, maybe within the next month. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, a lot of things with the Patreon, but nonetheless, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese. Uh, Bibs is still not back yet, but I did want to get an episode out for y'all. Just, just something short, something sweet, just to get an update on some of the things that's been going on with the Mavs. Um, hopefully Bibs will be back soon, but we do not know yet. Still be patient. Uh, if you haven't, you know, reach out to the man. Actually, I don't know if he liked that. Y'all know Bibs not a people person, but if you haven't followed Bibs at Bibs Corner on Twitter, um, BibsCorner.com for all your Bibs Corner content. Um, not sure whenever he's going to get back to his own podcast, but if you subscribe, you'll know when he does because you'll get notified. Um, speaking of subscribing, we do have a new podcast feed. Um, so go ahead and subscribe to that. While you subscribe, 
and while you're listening, make sure you leave five stars for us and leave a review. Uh, we since we have a new podcast feed, we lost all of our um, all of our previous uh, ratings and reviews. So if you could be so kind as to leave a nice review and a rating for us, it doesn't even have to be nice, to be quite honest, just leaving one helps. But I would prefer for it to be nice. Um, just like I would prefer for the Mavs to be doing well, but I guess we don't all get what we want. Um, I'm not even going to sugarcoat the the things. Maybe we should get right into it. Uh, I'm just doing a quick update. This is being recorded on Monday, January 29th. Um, this is being recorded before the Mavs play the Magic. Not too long before they play the Magic, actually. But let's before we go into the Magic game, Let's take a look at the week before. Dallas Mavericks last week finished the week one and three. Three losses came to the Celtics on Monday. 119 to 110. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into the box scores here, uh, but Jason Tatum put up 39 points on us. Of course he did. Um, Luca had 33, 18, and 13, shot 12 of 30. From the field, you th- you thought I was you thought I was going somewhere with that. But he shot twelve of thirty from the fucking field. Uh, Kyrie Irving had twenty three points, shot nine for twenty from the field. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench with twenty eight for thirteen. Something quick I want to say about Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, if y'all listen to this podcast, y'all know me and Bibbs are not big Tim Hardaway Jr. fans at all. I've been an advocate that we should trade him from the team, but something I don't like is Tim has been an integral important part uh, of a lot of wins this season and credit to Tim for that. Like his confidence helps the team a lot. I think every team, especially every team that's trying to win and contend needs a shooter slash score on a team like that. What I don't like is, people praising him in those games and then as soon as he has a bad one it's oh man we need to trade Tim this that don't flip flop it even when Tim has good games I'm still trade Tim I actually want us to trade him more when he has good games because his value is higher and we might get more back I just don't like the flip flopping I don't think that's needed I don't think he deserves it stick to one side if, if you want to if you want the team to trade him Stick to that side, whether he plays good or bad. If you don't want the team to trade him, stick to that side, whether he plays good or bad. If your opinion changes, change your opinion and stick to that side. But the flip-flopping is kind of annoying, and I really just want to get that off my chest. Um, better to do that here than to tweet it out where I don't get a whole bunch of fucking replies and mentions. Um, also, I haven't really been tweeting about the Mavs too much lately. My, I've really been focusing on wrestling for the most part as far as like tweeting, but um, I, I, I didn't want to tweet about it. I wanted to wait until I was on the podcast and had the pro- proper platform to actually express myself. So uh, figured I'd get that out of the way now, since I just mentioned his box score in the game, but back to it. Boston Celtics defeated us 119 to 110. That's one loss. And I'm going to speed through these. I'm not going to go too in depth because I know nobody wants to talk about this embarrassing ass shit. Speaking of embarrassing ass shit, we lost to the Phoenix Suns, 132-109. to Kevin Durant, only 12 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, shot 4 for 10. 
Devin Booker, 46 points, 17 of 23, seven rebounds, six of 10 from three-point range. Nasty shit. Kyrie Irving did not play this game, and he has not played a game since. We'll get to that later. Uh, Luka with 34 points, nine assists, eight rebounds, 11 for 24, four for 11. The starting lineup for this game with Kyrie being out was Luka, Josh Green, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, Derek Lively. Um, off the bench, Tim Hardaway Jr. was 17 points. Shot six for 16, but I've always said I'm, I'm not ever going to get on Tim for efficiency because I never expect it, but it's a great thing when we get it. Atlanta Hawks, this was the game. And I actually wasn't home to watch this game. I was out with some friends, and I had a great time, but there was a point where I was out with my friends and I had the game open on the table because Luca was about to fucking get 70. We finished the game with 73 points. 73.7 assists, 10 rebounds, 8 for 13 from the three, 25 of 33 from the field. One of the greatest performances in NBA history. Shooting that efficient, putting up 73. I, and he carried them to a victory because it was 148 to 143. This wasn't a blowout. Every single one of those points was needed. The only other two people that scored in double digits that game was Josh Green, who put up 21. Shout out to him. And Tim Hardaway Jr., who put up 13. That motherfucker shot three of 12 from three in all three or three-point shots. So, yes, every single point was needed. He put on the fucking backpack and climbed up Mount Kilimanjaro or, or whatever the fuck that mountain is called. I don't even know if that's a tall mountain. I just didn't want to say Mount Everest. <sighs> Saturday night, back to back, 120 to 115, we fall to the Sacramento Kings. Luca puts up 28 points, 17 assists, 10 rebounds, 9 of 26 from the field. Grant Williams decided to show up, put up 27 points, 8 rebounds, 7 of 10 from 3. Will not expect many. Uh, I will ne we'll never get another game like this from Grant Williams this season. Actually, we may not get another one as long as he's tenured at the Maverick. I don't know how long that's going to be. But as long as he's here, we're never going to get another performance like this. So I'm not even going to. I'm going to just say, hey, you showed up this game. I I'm happy you did. I'm not going to expect anything like that. I'm not going to expect half of this, to be quite honest. Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench with 19 points, 8 of 17 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3. So Mavericks finished the week 1 and 3. We are currently 8th in the standings. We're only one game back from the 6th seed, which takes us out of the play-in. Uh, the 6th seed is currently the Phoenix Suns. The team that is in front of us, uh, let me check actually right now. The team that is in front of us is the New Orleans Pelicans. We're one game back behind them as well. We're two games back behind the fifth seed, which is the Sacramento Kings. And then there's the Los Angeles Clippers, who we are five and a half games back from, I believe. Not realistic. I mean, it is still January, but the way this team is going, the way this team is playing and the injuries on top of that, I don't see it happening, us even getting close to a fourth seed. So fifth seed, I feel like it's the ceiling. That's gettable. We're only two games behind. It is only January. Anything can happen. You have to trade deadline coming up. 
the foundation of this team could change. The foundation of those teams can change. You never know what could happen. Uh, we've already seen big trades happen with Pascal Siakam going to the Indiana Pacers, OG Ananobi going to the New York Knicks. So anything can happen. We'll see. Hopefully something happens with the Mavs, but that is something I wanted to talk about today. But before we talk about that, I did want to talk about the injuries that I mentioned. Top of that list is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is currently out with a thumb injury. Uh, his last game was that Monday game against the, was it Monday? I did say Monday, right? Damn, I ain't got bibs here to be like, I did say Monday, right? Then again, he probably wouldn't know you. Yes, Monday. His last game was that Monday game against the Boston Celtics. It is currently Monday. He is not scheduled to play against the Orlando Magic. Um, Not sure how long Kyrie is going to be out for. He's already missed a ton of games. And, and I can't even really be like, oh, I can't believe we got another injury-prone guy. Let's be realistic. We kind of knew who Kyrie was when we traded for him. Um, I think we kind of accept. And I know a lot of people was like, oh, KP played more games in the last few seasons than Kyrie did. I didn't feel like that was a good stat because Kyrie missed a lot of games for shit that wasn't injuries. And I didn't think that was going to happen with the Mavs. But yes, he has been injury prone. Um, and I think we kind of accepted him being injury prone because the talent gap between Kyrie and KP is huge. Kyrie's a superstar. KP's not. Um, and I feel like we've gotten more injuries from Kyrie than Kyrie superstar moments. We have gotten Kyrie superstar moments. Don't get me wrong. But the injuries are starting to pile up. And you have to think at his age, these injuries start piling up. It may only get worse. And we're locked in for, I believe, the next two to three years with Kyrie. So, Anything can happen, but going into the playoffs, relying on Kyrie as the number two with the way these injuries are going, I, I don't feel comfortable with it. Um, and Kyrie's not the only person injured on the team right now. Dark Jones Jr. is currently out as well with a wrist injury. Dante Exum is currently out with a knee injury, and none of those three guys are playing tonight. Um, with these injuries... It's starting to look like the old Mavericks team where it was just Luka and everybody else. Like, uh, when this team is healthy, I like the way they look. I like the way people, a lot of the role players complement one another. Uh, I love what Dante Axum has done this season. I love what DWJ has done this season. But when they're out, we have to start guys like Grant Williams. We have to start guys like Jaden Hardy. And, and that's not ideal for winning fucking basketball games, if we're being completely honest. Um, I don't know how long injuries are going to continue to hamper this team. But if they continue to do so, we're a playing team. And if they continue to do so to an extent that it extends into the playoffs, we're a first round exit. Depending on the matchup, but more than likely a first round exit. And that sucks because I, I think we were off to a hot start and we probably got a little unrealistic with the hot start and understandably so. Um, but I think we're starting to come down to earth now and we're starting to see the real Mavericks, especially with Jason Kidd at the helm. So this is tough. Uh, I, I think some moves definitely need to be made coming into the trade deadline, which I think is in like two, maybe three weeks. I want to say two. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I I I I can't imagine the Mavs going into the playoffs with this roster. If we make it, who knows? This team could fucking fall apart towards the end of the season and we may not even make it. The play in isn't a lock for us. Uh actually, nah. Let me let me let me look at who's the um who's the 10 seed right now and how far away we are from them. I, I could be over exaggerating. Current 10 seed is the Utah Jazz. Yeah, we're only, well, no, let me look at the 11 seed. I'm sorry. Three and a half games ahead of the 11 seed, which is the Houston Rockets. Don't see us falling that far, but anything can fucking happen. Well, Luka ankle sprain away from being a fucking lottery team, to be quite honest. Um, But I did speak of the trade deadline. So, uh, like I said, there's already been some big moves. Happening this season with OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. I know a lot of people wanted the Mavs to get Pascal Siakam, but based off of the package they got from the Pacers, that's not something we were even realistically going to be able to to provide to to the Toronto Raptors. So currently, I think the three biggest targets and realistic targets for the Dallas Mavericks, um, Kyle Kuzma. Jeremy Grant and PJ Washington. Kyle Kuzma is a peculiar case because I know a report came out recently. I think it was a week ago, maybe two. Um, that said, the Washington Wizards are looking for, I believe, two first round picks, and they want really good first round. It might have been three, but I want to say two. Correct me if I'm wrong. Two first round picks. <laughs> And they want them to be very good first-round picks, not the kind that the Pacers got. I meant that the Raptors got from the Pacers for Pascal Siakam. And I, that's a little bit too rich for me. That's a little bit too rich for me. Because we have to match the salaries, first of all. I'm not sure who we would trade to match the salaries. We would have to match the salaries and give up two first-round picks. I don't even know if we have two to give up. But if we do, I'm not sure I want to do it for Kyle Kuzma. While... I do believe Kyle Kuzma can help raise the ceiling for this team. I don't know if it's worth that. Or maybe I'm overthinking it. Uh, If it was a Jeremy Grant, I still would feel iffy on it because of the contract. I don't know. That's that's, that's tough. I could be overthinking it. I'd like to know what y'all think about it. But I, I might be overthinking the Kyle Kuzma thing. I've seen some people with different opinions saying they would do it. I've seen people saying they wouldn't. Personally, I'd have to pass on it. Not giving up two first-round picks for Kyle Kuzma. Um, especially two really good first-round picks. And like I said, I don't even think we have the fucking first-round picks to give up. But I believe Kyle Kuzma is at the top of their list. I think the most unrealistic out of the three is Jeremy Grant, just based off of the contract alone and what it would take to match it. And I'm not even sure how the Blazers value him or what they would want in return since they're in the middle of a rebuild. It's tough to think about Um, because I don't see anybody in their right mind giving up first round picks to get that contract back. It's probably the worst contract in the league. Top three, top three worst contracts in the league. And then there's my favorite, P.J. Washington, who is currently with the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Bibbs was huge on him even before the offseason. I think he'd be a perfect fit on this team by size, athleticism, scoring defense he can move on the perimeter 
I love P.J. Washington. I think he'd be a great fit, especially with Derek Lively in the front court with Derek Jones Jr. possibly still playing um, the small forward position with Kyrie and Luka. I'm thinking of a healthy team uh, that would let us to keep bringing Grant Williams off the fucking bench where he belongs, Maxi off the bench where he belongs. Uh, then again, I don't, I don't know if Maxi will be here. I, I'm not sure what the package will look like. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know PJ Washington's contract. I don't feel like looking it up right now, but I'm not sure what it would take to match the contracts. Not sure how Charlotte values him. I wouldn't mind giving up a first round pick for PJ Washington. He's a young guy. I believe he's like 26 years old. I believe he's like 26 years old, maybe 27. I want to say 26. Um, that that's not old. It's not a rookie timeline. It's not Jaden Hardy and Omax's timeline. But I, I would trade either of those dudes in a package for PJ Washington. To be quite honest, because I think PJ Washington still has a ceiling to reach, and I think playing with a point guard like Luca, he can reach that ceiling. Um, he could be an Aaron Gordon for us. Uh, he's not as good as Aaron Gordon, but he can do. He can bring to us. And not even the same play style, but he can bring for us as far as impact, I think, what Aaron Gordon bought for the Denver Nuggets. Not on the level of, oh, we in the championship right away type of type of deal, but a similar impact. Um, so out of those three, out of Kyle Kuzma, Jeremy Grant, and PJ Washington. I like PJ the most. I heard they were also interested in Quentin Grimes, which I wouldn't be against. I can't imagine it costs much to get Quentin Grimes. Um, that would just be adding another wing piece to the team. Maybe some competition for Josh to step it up, who has been decently aggressive lately, which I like to see from him. Um, but I, I, one thing I've learned from the Mavs at trade deadline is to not get my hopes up. Um, we could walk away from the deadline with some dudes who are just role players. And I mean, the kind of role players that won't even make a big impact on the team. That's very likely. Uh, we know how that goes. I'm not going to say buckle up, but like I said, you know how that goes. Um, if we walk away with Kyle Kuzma, look, I'm saying I personally wouldn't do the deal, but if we walk away with Kyle Kuzma and we had to give up two first round picks to do it, I'm not going to be upset because Kyle Kuzma is a great talent. He provides he he's a great rebounder, especially for his size. He can easily score. He can easily be the third option, giving us 17, 18 points per game, I believe. And he has the ability to step up and up that up to like 22 points per game if a Kyrie is unavailable, which it seems like Kyrie is unavailable a lot. That will relieve some pressure on Tim to not have to be the second guy providing the scoring, and he can still be that six-man role. Granted, I don't know how far that takes us to the, in the playoffs. Um, I still say we're about a second-round exit. But to me, a second-round exit is realistic. Successful season. I'm not expecting Western Conference Finals. Damn sure not expecting the Finals. Go into the second round, play well, get eliminated. Boom, we build off of that. And I'm, I'm completely okay with that. Those are the trade deadline rumors. Um I think I would prefer P.J. Washington. Trade deadline's right around the corner. Shit's going to start ramping up. I would prefer P.J. Washington, though. Uh, I would like to know who y'all prefer. Tweet at the Mavs Outsiders account on Twitter and let us know. Um, 
If you're a patron, put it in the comments. Let us know who you prefer. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm not going to make this long. I'm not going to come on and do the Unsung Hero because I don't feel right doing the Unsung Hero without Weatherman Bibbs. It, it's like a one-two package. I, I just don't feel right doing it. What I will do really quickly because my mouth is getting dry as fuck. What I will do is run down the Fantasy League. Uh, we have not done an update on the Fantasy League in a long time because we haven't been here in over a month. Um, currently, standings, Adelaide 36 is from Dylan, 10 and 4, tied at number 1. But the Bahamas Mingos from the homie Shaco, both 10 and 4. I'm in the third place, so solely in third place at 9 and 5. Fourth place, Bay Area Mavs fan at 8 and 6. It's a three-way tie for fifth place. Roby's Ream Team, Bibbs Agenda, Lord Knows I'd Smash, seven and seven each. Eighth place, Isaac Appel, Appel, sorry, six and eight. Currently eliminated already are Brian Guzman, B-Team, and Drew Detective, both at three and 11. I'm currently facing Bibbs. Uh, this week, I don't know if Bibbs is even doing his lineup, but right now he's beating me 236 to 157, and it's not looking great. Um, I need this W. I, I need this W. Bibbs is climbing up because Bibbs started at the bottom, if y'all remember. Bibbs started at the bottom, um, and, and he's climbing up, so so he might make the playoffs, but not at my expense. He won't. Um, so that's a quick update as far as the standings go. Uh, I may have to make a. I, I may try to make a deal. I mean, my team, my team is cool. I'm comfortable with my team, but can always get better. I'm starting to ramble now. Um, if you listen to this, I appreciate you. I just wanted to get something out for y'all because I know it's been a while. Uh, patrons are paying, and I feel like if you're paying, you deserve some kind of content. So I wanted to get this for y'all as well. Um, I want to get it to the masses. This is not a long episode. I think it might be under thirty minutes. Maybe it is thirty minutes. Who fucking knows? But um, like I said, hopefully soon we'll be back. Just look out for updates on that. In the meantime, you might get some more of these. Uh, if you like these, let me know. I'll keep pushing them out. If not, say, hey, restop doing these shits. Wait till Bibs get back. Do that too. Uh, actually, no, nah, I won't. We got a contract with a company. I got to put some contact out. So contract, contact, co content out. So y'all going to keep getting this shit. But in the meantime, I'll leave y'all with this. Signing off, Mavs Outsiders, Reese, peace.